Hey everybody, welcome to Conversation Romance Podcast. This is the romance novel edition. Yeah. Hope you can hear that, man. This is actually a Friday night in Key West. We are sitting on the houseboat. Alexa, volume down five. We are coming to you live on TikTok right now. Hi, everybody. We got a few people over there tweaking and twerking on the buttons. We got Shirley, my executive producer over here on the podcast. My name is Jeff Johnson. I'm your host tonight. And every night, ah, from time to time, we do have a co-host on here. She's not really a co-host yet, but we'll, we'll see if she pops in tonight. So what we do here is every now and then we read us a romance novel. We started, uh, we started this last year with a book called uh, Rekindled Ember. And now we're reading the prequel to a book called Burning. <clears throat> That's a fantastic book, too. The, uh, the author is uh, Sarah Arden. She is not only an incredible author, she, she builds characters so fast and so quick. I'm going to read to you, Cherokee River. She builds characters so fast. I mean, she says, hi, this guy's name is... And then, poof, next thing you know, you're crying and you're, you're laughing. She's really good at it. And she... I don't know. And she's not only really a fantastic author, but she's really, she's kind of a friend, too. I'm so proud to be able to say that. I say that every night. It's a different, it's a different broadcast every night. I enjoy it. So why wouldn't I say it? So, Burning Ember. We're on chapter 13 tonight. When we first opened this book, we met our, our uh, hero and our heroine. Hello, Our hero and our heroine, Hayden and Sophie. Hayden Cole. He was, comes from a long line of firefighters, his mom, his dad, his brother, his grandmother, his grandfather, everybody was a firefighter in his family, so he is too. But the first time he ever got called in to be a hero was for the fire that had uh, been started by Sophie, when she just revealed that to grandmother. Now, he hesitated to save her, and when he hesitated, it caused both of them quite a bit of pain. They've been trying to work, they've been friends, kind of. But now they're they're kind of accidentally turned into boyfriend boyfriend and girlfriend kind of accidentally. So now, when we left chapter twelve, she had just revealed to Hayden Cole's mother that it was her that started the fire that killed her parents. Dun dun dun! Here we are. Her mother said, or his mother, when they were talking, she told him. She told. Sophie, she needs to tell Hayden. So, now we're here. Chapter 13. Let's see what happens. <clears throat> Trip, I'm sorry if I'm bothering you, but we do have to share. It's the only count we have. All right. <clears throat> okay. Here we go. <clears throat> Burning Ember, Chapter 13. By Sarah. She's over on Amazon. Take a look. It's $3.99. Help her out. <clears throat> Hayden added blah, 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 blah. Let's try that again. Little hot, little cold. <clears throat> Hayden added another 20 pounds to the weight bar and laying back on the bench. He needed to clear his head. Maybe that subspace between pushing his body and concentrating on his breath in and out the bar up and down give him some clarity. 
He couldn't get what his brother had said about losing Sophie out of his head. I mean, dinner with Grammy had gone well, or so he had thought. Mom and Grammy had immediately taken her under her wings and snatched her off to the kitchen for their secret pre-dinner ritual. His heart constricted when he realized what was happening, that she had been accepted. He, he wasn't sure what went on in there, but he knew it was good. And whatever it was, he knew Sophie needed it. Only it hadn't had the desired effect. Sophie had been different after dinner, even more different and almost distant when we had taken her home. But she invited him in, and they'd end up, they ended up in bed. But she'd been different there, too. There'd been kind of an urgency to the way she kissed him. But it was more than passion and desire. She'd been frantic, as, as if there were a ticking clock. He hadn't wanted to leave her, but, but he had to go to work. <clears throat> yeah. For the first time ever in his life, he considered calling in sick. Hayden had this sense that if he left, he was never coming back. I mean, it, it was stupid, but... <sighs> he felt it. He and Sophie were building something, and he couldn't imagine anything that would break it. Not even the conversation with Royce. I mean, whatever the problem was, they'd work it out, right? <clears throat> He'd work it out. He could make it better. He he could be better. He could fix things inside of him. He he could find the balance. He 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 could be what she needed. You know what he's saying there? He's he's gonna fix everything. Yeah, I don't think that's gonna work. Nothing was going to stop him from getting the life he wanted. The future he had only, he'd only begun to imagine he could have. You know, in the meantime, she's over there wanting all this, but anyway. <clears throat> hey, brother, you're putting up some serious weight today. Dude, this is what I do every day. You rethinking that tower challenge? Ha, not on your life. You may be putting up some serious weight, but I still do more than you get what you do. I can do it while running up those stairs, too. His brother winked at him. It doesn't count if you die on the way up there, brother. Well, how about you put your money where your mouth is? Anytime. Hayden set up. Okay, how about now? You're on, brother. Suit up. Roy smirked as if there was no possible way that Hayden could beat him. Hayden dashed out to put on his gear. The whole firehouse stopped what they were doing as soon as word spread the competition was on. Every brother gathered around the tower. Here we go. Firemen fight. Here we go. Bill, his dad, was waiting on him. From the look on his face, he obviously wasn't going to try to take them, talk them out of it. In fact... With a clipboard he held in his hands, Hayden figured he'd decided to judge the whole thing as a training exercise. All right, boys, let's lay down some rules here. <clears throat> we won't be using the kegs. Firehouse mom's rule. We're on the hoses. There will be bragging rights. Every family dinner, every Christmas, you're allowed to rub your brother's face in it. If you don't want your face rubbed in your defeat, boys... Don't be loser. Right, Marianne? Huh. Yeah, that was their dad. 
He wasn't the kind of dad to tell them to stop riding down the stairs on a couch cushion. He was the kind of dad to strap a helmet on them and tell them to try it standing up. I love those dads, right? A collection of pain groans sound from the rest of the firehouse. Oh, dude, that is rough. Hey, as Roy said, here's the growing up coal. That's how we did it, brother. It'll be a clean competition about your skill, about your speed, and about your ability to do the job. Not your ability to trip your brother and knock him down the stairs. You got it? Also, growing up, Cole Hayden said, fair play. Live it, breathe it, love it, Bill reiterated. Does anyone else get in on this action? What do I get if I win? Noah asked. You get the same. You get the same bragging rights of the Cole holidays and dinner. That's it. I'll take it. That means I'll get an invite to Grammys for her fried chicken. Dude, everybody in town would, would take the chance of getting a grip for, for getting a Grammys. Hi, Colorado. How are you? Everybody wants that chicken. Suit up, boy. Anybody wants it, you get it. <coughs> a short while later, Finnegan, Noah Finnegan, joined him, turned out in his gear to join him. The mid-morning sun was bright in their eyes, and Hayden looked over at his competitors. Noah had joined up just to be honored, but Royce's eyes were bright. He loved the thrill of a chase. They've been brothers. They've been doing this their whole life, right? He loved hanging a brass ring for himself, right? But it wasn't actually attaining the ring that his brother loved. It was whatever he had to do to climb up to grab it. If he won, it wouldn't be about winning. It'd be about the running up those flights of stairs and pushing his body. Fitting at your dog's name? Look at you. There you go. Well, in this way, in this book, Noah Finnegan is the ladies, man. He chased all the fire bunnies. Yeah. So for Hayden, he, he didn't really care about winning. He, all right. He did care a little bit. But if Royce won, he'd be insufferable for the rest of their lives. Jensen James, their new, you know, probie of fireman, was tasked with delivering of hose to each of them to carry. Hayden watched him stumble, but keep double-timing it, all in the hopes of impressing them and becoming a true member of the Lucky Seven. Hayden remembered those days of trying to get everybody's approval. Some people might have thought he had it easier being the fire chief's son, but not a chance. His father had worked him doubly hard, and his brother had hassled most of them. And, well, they just did it nonstop. Not that he was complaining. It made him better at his job. His dad knew what he was doing. Jensen wore a long, look along on his face. Why don't you suit up, Jensen? Hayden asked. Oh, I'm not ready for that, dudes. I can barely carry these hoses. That's kind of the point. If you're running into a burning building, no one's really ready for that. What's the worst that can happen on the tower? You lose? Expect to lose, right? It's a good exercise. I don't, I don't think. Wait, listen. Either run it, run it with the boys now, or run it by yourself later ten times, Bill said. Ooh. Uh, the new guy's getting a little sense there, too. Bill, Bill continues, you and Finnegan, you and Finnegan will run after Royce and Hayden. You're racing the clock, not the other guy. You got it? Yes, sir. Huh. So Hayden hauled up the hose shoulder. Roy's kind of getting ready. They're all doing their pre ready He's rather getting ready. You ready to lose, brother? Yeah. It's so cute how you think you're going to win. 
Ready? Set. Go. Go yell. Hayden burst into a run, heading toward the entrance of the tower. His vision had narrowed. The stairs were all he could see. All he could think about. He was vaguely aware of his brother next to him, even as their bodies crashed into each other on the landings. But it wasn't malicious. There was no intent. It was inertia propelling them both forward as their legs propelled them up stair after stair. The hose was heavy, but it was a weight he was used to. It was a comfort to him instead of a hindrance. It motivated him to push harder to move faster. His brain equated that hose with safety, with the tools he needed to save whoever was at the top of the stairs that needed him. The sound of something splintering registered in the back of his head, but he kept moving, kept pushing. His legs burned, but he kept running until he reached the top. He burst onto the roof of the tower, dropped the hose, breathing hard, savoring his victory, until he realized his brother was not behind him. Panic clawed him. They just, just said, what the hell? And he dashed back down the stairs to see Royce lying on the inflatable, blood pooling down behind his head. He'd, he'd never moved down a set of stairs so fast in all his life. He watched the rest of the action unfold as if viewing through water. Everyone seemed to move so slowly, even himself. His father was the first one to get to Royce. Finnegan got the backboard, and the probie was the first to pull out his phone and call for the paramedics to take him to the hospital. Royce's eyes opened slowly, and he tried to sit up, but nearly the whole of the Lucky Seven were on top of him, forcing him to lay back and wait. It seemed like it had taken him forever to get to him, and he braced himself for disapproval. The judgment and the disgust he expected to see in his father's eyes, but there wasn't any. Only concern, only love. It was, a, <clears throat> it was as if, as soon as his feet touched the ground, the world started again. Well, this sucks, Royce cracked. Hayden couldn't speak, but Royce did it for him. If you even try to say this is your fault after I'm stitched up, I'll kick your ass. It was my own stupid self that got me into this. I should have. You did exactly what we trained you to do, Hayden. Bill pulled his hand on his shoulder. Your brother is going to be fine. And hey, you won. <laughs> That's not a win, Hayden said. Hayden said. That's right. A win by concession is no win. Rematch. The pool of blood around his head was getting bigger, and Finnegan didn't hesitate to take off his shirt and wrap it around. I'm never going to live this down, Roy said. <laughs> nope. No, you're not. Maybe this can be your pose for that calendar that are supposed to be doing or i could carry you get off me Benny. yeah 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 i was like hey thank you very much thank you Lisa. hi from florida i'm in florida too we're doing a live we're on tiktok don't forget everybody finnegan's such a i mean these guys what do you think about the book so far this is obviously chapter 13 so you you've stepped into something in the middle but what do y'all think <sighs> Get off me, Finnegan. I like it. Yeah, yeah. I know I don't have to tell you this, but head wounds often look more serious than they are because they're bleeders. Oh, good doodle book. No matter what any of them said, they couldn't erase the guilt that weighted so heavy on his shoulders. He looked back up and saw exactly where his brother had fallen. 
The handrail had broken away from the stairs and hit his head on something on the way down. Might even be in the mouth of the, the mouth of the hose. Oh shit! The ambulance is on his way and they're coming quiet. Thank God for small favors. Can you imagine? If you guys ever do anything for me, it'll be to never mention this again. This is a training exercise. <laughs> Hayden. Looking at the blood, could not summon the normal banter that came so easily between both of them. He realized that for all of his talk, that if something ever actually happened to Royce on a call, well, he wouldn't be able to live with it. Oh, shit. The reality of what he, the reality of what he was asking of Sophie Hill. Right. Seven hundred. How do you like your eggs? <laughs> the reality what he and Royce asked of their parents slammed him to him next. And those realizations were followed closely by what their parents asked of them. This could be any of it. I'm going with you, Hayden said. His father's item said, this will, this will be a worker's comp issue. Can you handle that for me? His father was trusting her. Yeah, I can handle it. Sometimes I forget that while he's my brother, he's still your son. I'll stay here and handle the firehouse while you go. Finnegan has things firmly in hand, don't you, son? No one nodded. Shirtless, of course. How's he always end up without a shirt on? The ride to the hospital was uneventful, and all of Royce's vials were good. That didn't that didn't really ease any of them because they all felt this dread hanging over their head, right? Pretty good. <clears throat> There's a lady on TikTok that says uh, her dog is named Finnegan, and every time I say it, he's like, "What? What is that?" Uh, the ride to the hospital was uneventful, but in the ER, there was Dr. Daddy. Remember her from the beginning? Dr. Daddy was on duty again. If you guys keep showing up like this, I'm going to, everybody's going to think we're dating. A doctor? Oh, we should be so lucky. Royce was his regular self, right? I'm going to order some tests, but I've got bad news. We're breaking up, <laughs> Royce replied. No, we're going to take it to the next level. Commitment. I don't think I'm going to like this. Probably not, but lucky for you, I only want to try for a day or so, just to make sure you're okay. This is a pretty insane fall, and you're lucky there was old, there was an inflatable, but head wounds can be tricky things, and I don't like the dilatation of the pupil you got there, brother. Well, that's kind of harsh, so can I get off the backboard? No, not until after the CT scan. You have to make doubly sure there's nothing broken, man. Even if you feel okay. I, why did I even ask? You know the drill, right? She patted his hand and turned to Bill. Some, can you go around front and handle registration for him? I got it, Hayden said. Hayden, wait. He turned back to his brother. Remember what I said? I couldn't forget. He left his brother in their care and went around the registration. He'd forgotten he was still in his turnout gear and all the eyes in the waiting room were on him. He scrubbed a hand over the back of his neck and waited for the clerk to hand him the paperwork. Standing there in all his gear. Show off, right? 
firemen in their hoses. Uh, hours passed in a haze until Royce had been poked, prodded, and finally transferred to a room. Hayden didn't even think about leaving until Libby showed up, looking pale and drawn and upset. Royce, I've got my phone if you need it. Get out of here, man. I'm fine. Save this concern for tomorrow. Real food. I'm broke. Tell Hayden. You got it. Is that all I have to do to get you to buy me a food? Because that was actually kind of fun. Sam's the head one. Might even be worth a head one. Libby slapped him on. Don't you say that. It's not funny. Well, I'm in trouble. On second thought, don't leave me alone with her, brother. I thought she was here to administer tender mercies, but I was wrong. He saw this as an opportunity for them to have a real discussion. He he realized one thing he could do for Royce right now was to get the hell out of his way. Nope. You are on your own, man. Far be it for me to get between a woman and the object of her frustration. Libby grabbed his hand. He's going to give me a crap answer, but I know you'll tell me the truth. Is he really okay? Hayden looked at Libby for a long moment. The fear in her eyes. The way she grabbed his hand. It was as if a life preserver. It, it, it was the only thing keeping her afloat. He knew that Libby loved Royce, and she was especially pissed about it, because she didn't want to. Yeah, Libby, he's going to be fine. Feel free to rake him over the coals all you want. You're a turd, Hayden. You could have told her I was terrible, and she'd have been nice to me. You like it. You know you like it. When he realized his brother really was going to be okay, he had time to process his other revelation, and he knew he needed to talk to Sophie. He needed her wisdom and her guidance. She was the one who always made everything okay, and Hayden hadn't realized he needed help with that. He thought that the time he spent saving people was what made everything okay, but it wasn't. Hayden needed to tell her that he finally understood. He needed to tell her he was going to fix what was wrong and ask her to have patience with him. Not to give up on him. Not to give up on them. Hey, he picked up his phone. Hey, you busy? No, what's up? Can I come by? I thought you were on shift. I was with, I was with Royce at Emberlade General. I need to see you. Oh, shit, is he okay? He will be, but I need you. Oh, shit. Wouldn't that be nice? That'd be fine, but I, of course, come over. Of course, she, she said to come over. She was always there. Always a candle in the dark. Thanks, Soph. He walked back to the firehouse to get his truck. He wanted to be able to respond quickly if he needed, but pulling up to her little college little cottage. She lives in a college. Pulling up to her cottage, 
He realized it felt like he was coming home. All the tension that was in his shoulders eased and the rest of the pressures of the world and stay all just kind of faded away. This was his heaven. She was his heaven. How did he even begin to ask her to give him more than she already gave? That's it. That's chapter 13 of Burning Ember, everybody. Oh, geez. How much longer can they kill us with not talking? How many more people can fall? How many more people? Oh, how many more grandmother conversations? Just get to the point. This is all fruff, fruff, frou flu. They weren't even, they didn't make out. They didn't have sex or nothing. Come on. It's not a romance novel. It's just a, it's just a practice in delayed gratification for F's sake. All right, everybody on the podcast, thank you very much for joining us. I hope it wasn't too uh, too distracting trying to pay attention to everything at once. It is a Friday night. I figured it was a little treat for me. Uh, it's getting lazier. It's almost 1130. Oh, my goodness. Hey, hey Tammy. How are you? Meet you for lunch next week. Sure. Where are we going to meet you? How are we spelling meat? So we'll we'll be we'll be on the on the live over on TikTok. We're gonna keep that going on. Thank you for joining us over over here on the. We're gonna read uh, chapter fourteen tomorrow. We only have a few more chapters to go. Sixty more books. Entertaining enough. Hey, good. So we'll see you very we'll see you very soon. We'll see you tomorrow. Have a fantastic evening.